0: This is the Patriots prayer podcast back with you on this beautiful Tuesday morning and um, the intro song I picked specifically for the first bit that I'm going to do and I'm talking about uh, this Nebraska uh, what's her name Ka- Michaela Kavanaugh um, was she a senator or congressman oh she's a senator so she's a state senator a Democrat obviously. When you're talking about insane, that's not exclusively, but primarily on one side of the aisle. Now, this lady, I don't know if she ate the wrong brownies. I have no idea what happened to her, but she bumped her damn head. <laughs> so, if anyone hasn't seen this chant, this uh, this, this chant that she's doing uh, as a result of some legislation that was being passed in her state about them not mutilating children. Right. So you would think that this would be something that would be bipartisan, but airheads will be airheads. So, uh, this is what she did instead. So take a listen to. Mikaela We love trans people, trans people belong here. We need trans-people, we love trans-people. Trans-People belong here. We need trans-people, we love trans-people, trans-people belong here. We need trans-people, we love trans-people. Trans-people belong here. We need trans-people, we love trans-people. Trans-people belong here. We need trans people, we love trans people. Trans-people belong here. We need trans people. Anyway... I thought it was funny as hell, so I had to do it. I had to do it. <laughs> you know, this is what I mean by stupid people. I used to hate people that just wasted everyone else's air. And and now I know God has a sense of humor because we need trans people. We need trans people. <laughs> I wonder if she watched this back when she got home. And the clip came out uh, and just thought, wow, I'm really proud of myself. What an idiot. I mean, come on. Seriously. These are, these, <laughs> they're running the country. The idiots have the ball, people. This is the problem I have with it. They have the ball. They they are the ones in charge. And it's ridiculous. But it's true. Uh, in other news, guys, um, we have, often complained about in in the college setting um, how uh, the professors in the colleges uh, are more about indoctrination than they are about free thinking. We've heard tale of banned books in colleges, uh, conservative students being uh, uh, singled out. Um, And this has been going on for quite some time. That part is not new, not new whatsoever. There are many instances of people who have gone to these uh, uh, Ivy League colleges um, throughout the country. I, I was going to single one out, and I decided uh, not to. But obviously, you know, you can't go somewhere like Berkeley and, and be a conservative. I mean, come on. They wouldn't even let ben, uh, ben Shapiro speak up there. In fact, tried to arrest him when he showed up to speak, even though he was invited Some free-thinking class, uh, you know. And these were the guys that were the biggest ones on the left that were uh, seemingly always in the bed with the ACLU who were real liberals, real liberals. And what I mean by a real liberal is someone who advocates for free speech, advocates for women's rights. It doesn't try to maneuver or change what a woman is so that you don't redefine what it was you stood for to begin with. Um, so a lot of those types of tricks are being played and a lot of virtue signaling going on. And I use that word a lot. I know, but it's true. That's what these people do. And then you have the other folks who would just have some, uh, variation of, uh, Munchausen syndrome who say that their children are, uh, non-binary and trans before they hit the age of five or six. Um, and I'm very surprised in cases like that, that, uh, child Protective Services do not get involved to find out what the hell is going on with some waterhead mother or father um, that is most likely indoctrinating a child and, and playing along with a delusion from a, a very young age. Uh, and that cannot be healthy. Imagine telling your kids their whole lives that something that is not true is true from the time they're able to think and speak on up to their a uh, young adulthood and then have a society of morons stand there and back it up right behind you. This person is going to be emotionally disturbed. It's no reason that the suicide rate in that community is so high. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's terrible. They, they have these people believing all these fairy tales, and they could be things to which they're not, and now people are so afraid to be seen as bigots for telling the God's honest truth about these situations. But that's what they do. Now, in other news, you have this professor who engaged in some activism outside of his college at Hunter College. He was a professor, and he was calling on video shouting profanities at pro-life students and then attempting to take their sign and throw it away. So obviously, uh, when you snatch something out of somebody's hand, that becomes assault, also becomes theft. Um, And this is exactly what this professor did. Now, these are the people that are supposed to be making the rules. They're supposed to remain impartial. They're supposed to be the group of people that hears both sides of the argument and allows both sides to exist, but encourages the process, the debate, the open forum and debate. That's not what these people are doing. These people are out there advocating against certain students and certain students' beliefs and for other students and their beliefs. This is why safe spaces exist. Safe spaces do not exist for conservatives, folks. No way, shape, or form. They're there to exclude conservatives, specifically to exclude conservatives. That way these other students can go meet in these areas and don't have to worry about you in there shattering their relative sense or subjective sense, rather, of reality. Like you will because you have to challenge nonsense and it's easier for them if they don't have to defend it. Thus, safe spaces. That's what they do. Uh, the incident occurred on May 11th when the pro-life students were setting up a table on campus and uh, they set to distribute literature and talk to students about their views on abortion so they were advocating for open debate and discourse and just it, it just dialogue uh, Rodriguez who teaches art history approached the table and began shouting at the students she called the materials propaganda and accused them of triggering other students as if uh, as if Uh, abortion doesn't trigger people you're ending human life we're not supposed to be triggered but we're supposed to consider you you're a moron you're an absolute moron a buffoon this is the the very definition of intolerance the students tried to de-escalate the situation but rodriguez continued to yell at them like radicals do right out of their own handbook make a scene invent things that were said to you to uh, make it seem like someone said something to put you down, to agitate the crowd. This is their, this is right out of their handbook. This is what they do. If they agitate the crowd, and then anything that happens from that point forward, it seems like they're and they have the moral high ground, and you're some kind of bigot or whatever this is. And and this is this is the main reason why I don't like these types of people on the left. And uh, and, and one of the, the things is, like, I, I come from Baltimore City, uh, folks. I, I don't know how else to put it. And and where we come from, you there was no openly disrespecting people. You weren't snatching anything out of anyone's hand. This kind of stuff didn't go down. These people pick and choose who they do this stuff to. Don't get it twisted. They are picking and choosing who they do these types of things to. Because none of them are snatching a sign out of my hand. I guarantee it. Um, but these people do this because they get away with it. And and this is part of the reason why they want soft, uh, uh, meager men, men that won't challenge them. They don't, everything masculine or, or, or about strength or being tough and all, all that's toxic. You know why it's toxic? Because if there were tough men in the world, there were masculine men in the world. They would bowl these people right over, stop listening to them. They're not. I'm not even engaging in a conversation with you about whether or not a man can be a woman or a woman can be a man or a man can have a baby. This is not worth my time. It's absolute nonsense. Get out of my way. And that's kind of the way that I see it. Like most people, I don't know why we entertain these things. Because when we entertain them, we give them place in the public sphere. We put them on the news. We talk about these stories and it gets these stories into the public sphere. And then it's like, okay, yes, we're, we're, we're edging our way in, and now it seems like there are uh, a lot more of them than what there are, and they're only like 1.7% of the population. However, for 1.7% of the population, there is something in the news every day, almost every day, about something going on uh, with some type of a violent situation uh, involving the trans community. Now, I'm still waiting for uh, the trans terrorist uh, manifesto to get released. Uh, in, in, in uh, 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 Nashville. And it seems like they, they say they are, they're going to redact uh, certain portions of the material. And I'm real interested to see what portions they are. Um, I don't know the judge. I haven't read too much about the judge in this case. But from what I understand, the judge is willing to do it and the judge is willing to do it with the redactions that uh, both the, uh, the prosecutor, the police force, and the parents all agree to. So uh, I'm looking forward to that, as I'm sure you are as well. And, um, yeah, I, I really can't wait to see it. And what what I really can't wait to see is whether or not the FBI weighs in and actually calls it what it is, a hate crime uh, against a specific religious sect called Christians. I'm really tired of people uh, acting as if hate crimes don't apply to people who hate Christians. Like, that's not a thing. It's absolutely a thing. Absolutely a thing. However, in this case, with this pro-life situation, there were some student pro-life advocates calling uh, for Rodriguez to be fired. Now, she snatched something from a student, assault, and, and, and went after her in behavior, unbecoming a professor, I'm sure. She should lose tenure. She shouldn't just be fired. She should be prosecuted. Those students should press charges. And she should lose tenure. She is a professor. She should advocate for open debate. It shouldn't matter, matter to her whether or not she agrees with the views of those to, uh, whom are debating. That's beside the point. The, the, the objective should be and always should be to uh, encourage debate. Debate, not brawls, not riots, not anything. People need to learn how to defend their ideas or admit when they're beaten in a debate when you come at me with something and and I give you a complete verbal smackdown and I prove to you beyond the shadow of a doubt that you're wrong here is the god's honest truth and I've beaten you in the debate you sh- I mean in a perfect world you would just change your mind and put on the maga hat and, and and join the team but you know that that doesn't happen that hardly ever happens there were a few stories that I remember uh, they said uh, that it did happen and where uh, one guy was a Black uh, uh, a Black Lives Matter advocate, uh, went about uh, setting out to debunk a whole lot of Prager U videos, and as he's listening to the videos, he goes through them one at a time and starts to realize that by listening to these videos, he said that he red-pilled himself, and he told the entirety of the story and actually uh, asked some questions that really made me think because... He alluded to the fact that he believed that Antifa may actually be white supremacist undercover. And you may ask why, what I'm talking about. I'm at, just just list, listen like this. So there is a riot going on or a march, right? a protest, anywhere, BLM, uh, BLM or otherwise, and Antifa jumps on the back of that riot. When they do, the communities that they're in, they typically riot, cause damage, burn things down, Stuff like this. This is what they do. So here they are in Chicago, uh, and as these people are sitting there advocating, right, I'm, I'm just going to explain it like this, advocating for people in their community who own the businesses in, in, in those stores and all that, in, in that area of Chicago. When they were asked, they said, these people burning these stores down and doing these things and looting are not even from here. It was Antifa and those uh, and, and other foreign actors that came in and that, and that did that. And you think that helped the community? No. They did it right under the noses, right in the face of those people that they were pretending to be with. Meanwhile, they were destroying their community, right? I mean, come on. When you, when he put it like that, I start to think he actually might be right. He might be right. Um, It, it if, if this, it, it definitely lines up, it definitely lines up now. Uh here, here, here in other news, Biden uh, has an admin who's out there trying to tally up the dollars for the equipment that we sent over to Ukraine, which we shouldn't. We should get the hell out of there. We should stop backing these people. This is not our war. It is an unwinnable war. And it, all it's going to do is cause bigger conflict later down the road. And we should be worried about America right now. Our inflation is through the roof. Our southern border has people pouring across it. Uh, we have been invaded. Folks, Uh, other people's borders, other people's problems should not be on uh, in in discussion right now. We shouldn't be dealing with uh, Ukraine. We shouldn't be dealing with Russia. We shouldn't be dealing with any of the stands. uh, Just in general, we need to focus on us for a while. We got some healing to do. We got some things to do a little better here. And then after a while, maybe we can get back to a point where we can feel like we have the ability to help other people. But right now we don't, we don't. And we don't even have the ability to help the people that are pouring in across our Southern border. And we shouldn't not before we help our own citizens. We have uh vets that were in a hotel in New York. And I've told this story before that they were there uh, and they were being put up at $90 a night. However, the people who were um, putting up the illegal immigrants in New York were offering more money per room per immigrant. So, you know, I don't know who owned that hotel, and who took that deal rather than take the smaller amount for the vets and decided it was a good idea to put those vets out on the street and house illegal immigrants. But whoever you are, you're trash. You're absolute trash. You're the most anti-American scumbag that I think that uh, that I've ever met or uh, haven't met, but rather whoever you are, you're a scumbag. Uh, You'd put your vets out who went over there and risked life and limb uh, for your freedom and your ability to sit over here and, and practice free market Uh, But yet, when it comes time for you to stand behind your own, you throw them on the street for more money, you're trash. Um, So a Biden admin, like I was stating before, uh, made a $3 billion mistake as he tallied up the equipment and that that we sent over to uh, uh, Ukraine. I guess he didn't sharpen his pencil enough. $3 billion went unaccounted for. But this is par for the course uh, for the Biden administration right, whether you're stealing luggage, allowing pedophiles to go free more than once, uh, whether you're a, a, a man getting uh, bars uh, uh, or stars, rather, put on your arm and being called the first four-star admiral wh- or and advocating for uh, child mutilation as head of HHS, uh, it, it just, it, or, or you're um, uh Fetterman and, and can't form a sentence or your Biden and can't form a sentence. And we can go we can continue on this list and continue to go down this list. Uh Zoe, I forget her Zephyr or whatever. Uh, it just the the the, the Democrats have become a party of absolute uh freaks. No, no, there's no other word for it. Uh and 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 some people may not like it. But here's the thing, people. We live in a world that's that is hostile. We live in a world uh, with people who rule with iron fists in other countries. who The only reason the United States still stands and is still here is because of our strength. right? It's because of that toxicity that you guys hate so much, that that masculinity, that tough guy, that ability to know that we're the biggest bullies on the block and nobody can deal with us, period. And when they stop thinking that, we're in trouble. And that's exactly what they're doing because the recruitment rates are down. Tremendously, the Navy started using uh, a a trans uh, person in the Navy to try to maybe uh, fill the gap with with trans people, trans soldiers. That's what we need right now. You know, uh, the the recruitment by large uh, in the military uh, is a lot of people from the South. Um, That's where most of our military men and women for years and years in this country have came from, is our southern states and our Bible Belt. But these people are not willing to defend what we are right now. Just like the person who, uh, the one who was credited for uh, killing Osama bin Laden. I have a hard time saying it out loud because I don't believe it. Because they threw him in the water before we got a chance to see him. That's a different story. But anyway, that guy. He says he doesn't know this is not what he fought for. And he's justified in saying that. Our country means our values and our traditions, right? That's what our country is, our values and our traditions. There is very little value in our country continuing on if our values and our traditions don't continue with it. That is a quote from John F. Kennedy, right? Not that I was a big Kennedy fan, um, but the guy had some things that he said that were just true. Um, And that is very true. The United States is not just a piece of property uh, on a map, right? It, it's not just a place. It's a place that had a soul and a set of values and traditions to go along with it that made it strong, and that and those things were God and family and country and patriotism, and when you start chopping those things um when you start getting rid of those things and and, and and going to war with those things, then what you do is you start imploding. Your country starts imploding. People stop wanting to defend a country that they can't get behind. And you can't blame them for doing it. You can't blame them for doing it. I, I mean, what would you feel like going over and fighting for the country and sitting there ready to give your life for the same country that's willing to mutilate a 10, 11, or 12-year-old? And they're okay with it. Or a country that allows a child to be born and then allows it to die because the mother wants it to. People, we've gone far beyond the line in the sand. And in the, in the, in the, in what makes it so bad is they don't even understand. They don't think they're doing wrong. They don't feel it. They, there's no conscience there. There's no shame. They talk about these things as if it gives them strength. It shows how brave they are that they would take the life of a baby. And the doctors who perform these uh, uh, treatment I wouldn't say no damn treatment, but perform these surgeries, uh, you know, you, you have the Hippocratic Oath. And you, you swore not to do harm. And that's what this does. This does harm. And in doing my own research, uh, I found that the situation that they constantly try to throw at us, where if the mother's life was at risk, that the baby wouldn't be born, um, that's not true. Come to find out, that is not true. Um, and I'll go a step further. I don't even believe in an uh, abortion, even in rape cases and and I'm just being honest with you I I don't because the child is an innocent third party and I know it may hurt to see this child I know that these situations are not pretty they're not fun but that's a child that's a life and it's sacred and it's sacred to God and he loves it and so if you don't someone else will and so I plead with people who have To make this decision that you realize that even if you don't want that child, there are a lot of people in this country who cannot have babies. And they would be very happy to raise a child. So there is no reason for you to have an abortion. Uh, Really is no reason. And I hope to God that uh, more states wake up and more states uh, pass laws to make this harder and harder as much as possible because we need those laws. It's not about women's rights because it's not. It's about human rights and the baby is a human. So that's human rights. Now, Hillary Clinton back in the news, making news again, and she says Biden's age is a legitimate issue. People have every right to consider it. Well, I think age applies differently to different people. I think some people at 70 Our sound mind body can ride a bike and run a mile and have no issues. Other people at 70 need life alert and they've fallen and they can't get up and they can't remember yesterday, which is our current president. Falling upstairs, shaking people's hands that aren't there, walking on paths through grass where no one is because you don't know where you're going. Um, And the list goes on 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 and 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 on. So, yeah, um... His age should definitely concern anybody. Uh, his policies are lack thereof. His lack of strength, his lack of uh, attention to foreign policy, his lack of attention to economic policy. Uh, his spending habits are just absolutely atrocious. And it just leaves you to think who the hell is really in charge because we know it's not Biden. We know. It's either someone, I honestly think, with all of the things that's been brought forward here in uh in the, it, it, from the Durham report, uh, from the FBI overlooking uh, actually substantial evidence against other parties rather to follow unfounded uh, uh, proclamations about uh, Donald Trump um, prove beyond a shadow of a doubt and show us a system that is um, definitely set up against one party or one side of the aisle. And when you look at it like that, it seems like there's a bigger behind-the-scenes picture, like some man behind the Iron Curtain somewhere. But with that information that came out, it lets you know that we're not the only ones to know that. We're, You know, with all the business this guy's doing with China, what's to say that, or Zelensky, that Zelensky doesn't have some blackmail on Biden? They did business with the same gangster, as I've said before, Igor Kolomovsky. They both did business with him. He did business with him at Burisma. Uh, he ran Privat Bank, which he had Poroshenko forced to closure in order to uh, uh, in order so that he would get the IMF loan Ukraine was applying for. And he also withheld security money to make sure that the prosecutor looking into uh, his in Hunter's dealings with Igor Kolomovsky and uh, Burisma, you know, that he was looking into them. He was in he was looking to indict. And he was told to, uh, Porchenko was told to fire that prosecutor. And I think that is the crux of any case that will be brought against Biden because he did it right in front of everyone's face and they're overlooking it. And I really don't understand how that got overlooked all this time when uh, uh, a really s- straightforward uh, phone call that Trump made uh, got him in an in, in impeachment trial. What well, they call it an impeachment hoax, right? So, I mean, and then here's a situation where there's no guesswork involved. He tells us on camera exactly what he did on video. Anyone can pull up the video and see it. And then we can go get the phone calls that took place behind the scene with him and the leadership over in Ukraine and actually prove our case beyond any shadow of a doubt that this guy was wheeling and dealing behind the scenes with these people and telling these countries what they must do within their own country, what banks to keep open, what banks to close, what prosecutors, all in an effort to get money from the United States, because if they didn't listen, they withheld money. And he even says it. So there's your quid pro quo. There is your That, is, that should be enough to impeach anyone on its face. Now, another, another issue involving a Michigan State uh, University professor who's being sued for allegedly forcing her students to pay $99 each to join her personal political advocacy organization. So imagine this. You sign up. You're going. You're going to go sit in this class, and this professor says, well, in order to pass my class or be here, everyone has to go to this website or this QR code or whatever the case may be and uh, and sign up. And now you're in my class. That's That's how you do it. So you automatically have to start supporting liberal causes when you step into her classroom. Now, um, Nathan Barbary uh, and uh, Nolan Radomsky, who said that the money was used by their professor to engage in political speech that uh, antithetical to their deeply held beliefs. So um, she is definitely forcing students to take part in or be a part of causes and things that they do not uh, align with, uh, socially, religiously, whatever the case may be. Now the lawsuit also names Thomas Jetko, uh, who's an interim provost and head of the Academic Affairs Committee and the university because he is personally approved the policy and the donations and the proceeds uh, and the proceeds received from the assigned course. So he is absolutely okay with the pr- uh, professor going in there and telling them that she can strong-arm her students to uh, donate to her cause so she can continue to do the things that she does, whether or not the students want it, and if the students don't want to do it, they get a failing grade. You know, this is the second time in about four days that the University of Michigan has been in the news, and it's never anything good. The, lo- uh, the lawsuit was filed in federal court, and the students are seeking damages uh, to the violation of their First Amendment rights. And the university has not even yet responded to the lawsuit. So the fact that the university would even have to defend this, right, on on that kind of level, and they haven't came out and made a strong statement against what this professor is doing, means that they're obviously in solidarity with this professor. And that's this is what happens more often than not. You get even Budweiser, the whole situation with Budweiser, when they let that radical uh, ad exec run wild and, and, and do the Dylan Mulvaney commercial, and we all knew what would happen. You, the, the Budweiser brand went down the tubes. The Budweiser brand used to be Americana. You could not get more Americana than the Budweiser uh, emblem. Just in general, like, come on, I, I I've seen it my whole life. Most people have blue collar workers, Bud Light, Budweiser. It just it was everywhere. It it, it meant you know it, it was like something that you would do at the beach, and it was just on 4th of July. It was just a part of everyday Americana. And they flushed it down the tubes and then went as far as to make statements uh, that were antithetical against their own client base. Telling them that they, they didn't want to be the, the fratty beer and all this kind of, kind of stuff. You know, just going after the, Like, we don't want those customers anymore. We want these. And when Budweiser released their statement and had no apology in it, and they hadn't fired the ad exec, which means that they still stand by their statement. They stand by what happened. They put her on leave. Well, we punished her a little bit. Is that good enough? No, no, she lost billions of dollars for her for her employer. The fact that that in itself is not enough to make you fire her tells us that you are absolutely in okay with what she did if 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 <laughs> If it would have took off, you would have been standing there going, we need trans people. <laughs> That's what you would have did. But because you're losing money, uh, you're, you're trying to put out new ads and uh, uh, new campaigns to make it look like uh, you're as American as you always were, but you're not. Because America has values, standards, standards that were always here and always will be. These things that are trying to eclipse or act as if they're trying to eclipse, because we outnumber it tremendously it's just that we don't control the press we don't control the media so it may seem like we're outnumbered but it's a landslide we don't want this trash we don't want these things being fed to our kids we don't want pornography and and the in the school classrooms uh, we don't want these things and in the fact that um, these companies are thinking uh that it's okay for them to run these types of campaigns and or push these types of values they're being fed some some uh, demographics and numbers and projections of things that probably make them think that well long term uh, you probably be want to be on this side but i got to tell you that we're not done yet and we're not giving up and we're not giving in and we haven't been beaten and we won't be outnumbered i don't know what numbers are being shown but you're they're lies they're lies get, get come come back to common sense denounce what the ad exec did denounce it outright apologize to your customer base go a different route and then start running your ads and get involved with some of uh uh, of of the things that we would get behind wounded warrior project you know do some stuff that actually makes it look like you are uh americana again and and Don't necessarily do it, I think all, this is my advice anyway. Don't necessarily do it in a way that makes it look like the only reason you're doing this is to get your sales back. But be apologetic. Do apologetic things. Uh, You have to, at this point, atone for what you did because uh, everyone, including me, saw it as a slap in the face. So it's definitely something that needs to be addressed directly. You cannot just bury this and hope that uh, it eventually will go away if we just don't talk about it enough. Now, that's my take on it. I, I take it for what it what it's worth, but that's my take on it. And these professors that are out there uh, being activists and pushing these sorts of things, you need to lose tenure. You need to lose tenure or get your arm broken the next time that you snatch something from a student. I, I'm sorry. there. This is really crazy that... Uh, The people, the adults, the mature ones, the people uh, that are running these uh, universities are the ones we have to worry about. That should be the exact opposite. You know, people entrust their kids to you and they pay a bunch of money. So we didn't do that in order for you to indoctrinate our children. You need to be there and you need to advocate for open discourse, open discussion, open debate, and you need to allow people to have their own thoughts without trying to indoctrinate people, but that's not what's going on, and we need to fix it. We need to fix it. Now, there are 100 former Trump admins that are supporting DeSantis. More than 100 former Trump administration officials have formed a coalition to of support on, on Friday. Uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for the Republican nomination. So the group is called the Eight-Year Alliance and believes that DeSantis is a proven winner and a viable contender for the two, uh, for two presidential terms. Now, here's my thing about it, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. I love Ron DeSantis. I love everything that he's done uh, as, a, as a governor in Florida. I like how he stands up to the left. I like how he stands up to woke culture. I like the stance that he took against Disney and so forth. But trust and loyalty rank very high on my list. And the way that I see it, is DeSantis was losing his election, or they were very close. He goes and sees Trump, and he wants Trump's endorsement. He wants, that and wants Trump to endorse him. Okay? Trump does, and he wins. Barely wins with Trump's in- endorsement, but he wins. So, which means, most likely, he would have lost. He owes his election to Trump. And now that he does, and Trump could use his support In the same situation, what is he doing? He's running himself against the man who got him his job. Now, what should happen is DeSantis should fall back, support Trump, run as his vice, because the ticket would be unstoppable. And then, yes, he could go on for eight years. But there's a couple scenarios that I didn't necessarily think of. Um, I believe that the Republican Party, by and large, are not necessarily friends of Donald Trump's because Donald Trump, is a more about a right and wrong than right and left kind of guy. Uh, he's had plenty of problems with people on the right where he's called them out uh, for their falsehoods, lies, or posturing time and again. It's happened with several uh, different senators at points in, at certain points in time. Josh Hawley at one point in time. So um, you have that. So what it, what is it maybe Ron DeSantis believes four years as a vice to Trump maybe uh, may hurt his... Uh, Chances at at being President in the the following Two terms beyond that because of Something that may happen while He's vice to Trump That he you know I'm thinking These are the possible scenarios That people may be discussing with him That makes him think well maybe I shouldn't Run with Trump maybe I should run Against him but the thing is is if I get You hired and you come for my Job yeah that, that That's not loyalty right there that's not loyalty. That makes me question, um, you know, when you can't trust somebody, you know, what are they saying that's true? It's not that that the policies and things that he pushed in Florida are things that I can't get behind, but you can't trust. Obviously, there's a trust issue there. And no matter how you look at it, that's the way I see it, is there's definitely a trust there. Now, DeSantis is uh, expected to announce this week. An early poll showed Trump with a commanding lead of like 36 points over him. So I'm telling you, going against Trump uh, is not a smart move because he will dismantle you. Trump will take you down and you will not have the ability or a chance in a debate. Uh, Trump is just going to tear you apart. And if you think that you're going to be able to run for president in the coming term after Trump absolutely eviscerates you and you're going to need you're definitely going to want or need his endorsement uh, when he leaves office if you plan to run then because you're not going to win this time and you're not going to get it. This is not good for anyone. This this whole uh, uh, rivalry between Trump and DeSantis, it's not good for anyone. It's not good for the country. It's not good for the party and it needs to stop. I don't know who's in your ear, Ron DeSantis, but you need to tell them to shut up and back off because, buddy, your your career... Is, is, is in a good place and the wrong decisions from this point forward uh, are going to be very detrimental to the future of your career. Now, the group's formation is a sign of growing support for DeSantis among former Trump administration officials. But anyone who is a former Trump administrative official that is now a Ron DeSantis acolyte is definitely also other people whom I don't trust. You gave your allegiance to one person, and now you're turning on them. you won't even endorse the person who gave you a job. And what former administration officials are they? Because there are a lot of them that didn't do their job, they got fired, and then had the bad things to say about Trump. So if DeSantis is taken on those people as as his core group, um, there's another reason that I think it's a terrible idea. So, I mean, Trump 2024, that's all I'm saying. Um, I, I would love for it to be Trump DeSantis, but It doesn't look that way. And that's sad. It's too bad. Now, Trump media technology group or TMTG as it's called on the stock exchange. Uh, what will be soon called on the stock exchange because they haven't, uh, it's still under DWAC. Uh, truth social is under DWAC or, uh, uh, I forget what it's called, but it's, it's an acquisition company. And, uh, They filed a defamation suit against the Washington Post for $3.78 billion. The lawsuit alleges that the Post published false and defamatory statements about TMTG and its CEO, uh, Devin Nunes, and the former president, Donald Trump. The lawsuit also alleges that the Post acted with actual malice and reckless and disregard for the truth. So we all just saw what happened to Fox News and what happened when uh, Dominion Voting Systems Uh, sued them and got $800 million, which I thought was crazy. $800 million. How do you pay an $800 million lawsuit and you're still making money? That just tells you how much money is in this game. It is sick. But here are some additional details on this. The lawsuit was filed in Sarasota County, Florida. The lawsuit also alleges that the Post published false defamatory statements in two articles, one in October of 2022 and the other in May of 2023. So if Donald Trump, Devin Nunes go into court and prove their case, and this is a lawsuit and, and they're asking for $3.78 billion, and guess what? Uh, you definitely want to buy True Social. You definitely want to buy stock dwac is the exchange number go check it out i think it's a smart buy when tmg uh tmtg actually assumes it the stock stock was split uh and i think that the numbers on true social have been proven uh you know very big contenders against any of the other social media platforms out there including twitter Uh, i personally love it Uh, i think there are some things i'd like to see them add like uh, live videos and a couple of the other things that that are available on some of the other platforms, but they'll get there. And I think it's a great, uh, it it has definitely been a great platform and uh, very entertaining. And, um, you know, a lot of the things that you won't see on Twitter and a lot of the things you won't see on Facebook or anywhere else you're going to see there because they don't muzzle their viewers. They don't muzzle the users uh, and they don't censor you whatsoever. No shadow banning going on. Whatever you're doing, you're doing whatever you're saying, you're saying and people are going to see it. Obviously, they have common sense community uh, regulations and guidelines, but not like uh, the ones that are in other platforms. As I told you not long ago, we uh, got a violation on YouTube for posting uh, the Taylor and Harris video about what happened with Liz Harris in Arizona where Liz Harris uh, brought in Jacqueline Breger to um, give information or to um, to testify before the oversight committee and the information she brought forth was so earth shattering uh, and it, it proved that some of them may very well be on the take. Some people may very well uh, be committing fraud or be recipients of the funds that come from fraud and the evidence was given to them. So what they did was instead of immediately uh, investigating and levying charges, or at least, like I said, investigating those people who were uh, allegedly taking these bribes uh or, uh a committing fraud um, they expelled Liz Harris from uh, her seat and it, it's terrible but that's exactly what they did and, you know what kind of country do you live in when uh, you know there there are constitutional standards and Liz Harris didn't break them what Liz Harris did was brought information in that said the people that are my colleagues that are elected on the same committee as me may be committing crimes, and we need to find out about it. What she did was the most patriotic thing that anyone could do, in the face of numerous odds. Just she was she's outnumbered, and so what happened? They voted her out in in an effort to protect themselves, and that's that should not be allowed to happen. Uh, there should be there should definitely be recourse because she didn't break the constitution she didn't she didn't commit a crime so it's it's sad to see but it's definitely it's definitely needs to be looked at and sooner rather than later because we can't have this type of uh we cannot have this kind of corruption in our government we need people to have faith in the election process we need to make sure that ballot harvesting is not going on we need a one day vote one day one day with voter id that's how it should happen you want to vote get your hind parts up and go find the voting uh, go find the polling place and vote wait in line like everybody else if you're military and you're out of out of the country one thing if you're if you're injured or something like that and you can't go that's another thing but outside of those two things you're perfectly healthy take your hind parts down there and go stand in line like everybody else bring your voter ID on the single day and let's get this done the correct way. Uh, I have a very strong feeling that if it was done like that and we had paper uh, backups uh, to go with the electronic uh, uh, voting system uh, that we, one, would have the ability to do a true audit and there would be less fraud. But we definitely need to stop all this ballot harvesting. And it's 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 a travesty that these things happen. And what happened last time cannot happen this time. Windows being covered up, uh, it just a tremendous amount of things that just made everybody wonder what the hell is going on, um, and rightfully so. But, guys, it's all the time that I have for you today. And thanks, Patriots, for hanging out with me. Don't forget to hit that like, follow, subscribe button, no matter where you're uh, watching or listening to this podcast. And as usual, Silent Majority, you need to stop being silent and stand your ground. We'll see you next time on the Patriots Prayer. Have a good day.